Um, uh, what, okay. what is uh here we go? What is uh Matthew McConaughey's favorite type of bread? Favorite type of bread, like the color red. Bread. Bread. B R E A D. Bread. Oh, like pan bread. Yeah, um, pan. Yeah. All right, all right, all right. All right, all right. <laughs> nice. The Minnesota Football Show, your regular dose of smart, socially aware, and occasionally snarky news and commentary about local, national, and international stuff. The Minnesota Football Show co-hosts are Bridget McDowell and Sheila Reed, produced and co-hosted by Rodrigo Sanchez Javeria and Eric Silva. You can follow the Minnesota Football Show at MN Football Show on your social media platform of choice. Subscribe to and rate the Minnesota Football Show on iTunes. Welcome to another edition of the Minnesota Football Show. And joined today by our lovely co-host Eric and Bridget. And um, wait, hold on. I should check to see if what my test results are. But I'm pretty confident I'm negative. Wow. <laughs> Live on the podcast, right? In the intro. I'm pretty confident I'm negative. You know, I'm just pretty confident. You know, because you know, there's a certain. Um, me and Bridget talked about this a, a couple of while ago, a couple of episodes ago, about how like there was a, a rumor that a certain NWSL players got COVID because they were in a Zoom meeting. So I just, I just want to make sure that you were all protected. I just wanted to make sure. You know, I care for you guys. Disclose your status at the beginning that's, of every show. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> Um, uh, but yeah, funny. welcome everyone. Uh, welcome listeners. This has been a week with not so much soccer news, but in at least in the high school world, it's a pretty, pretty, pretty big news uh, that's been three years in the making, and it's uh, it's pretty awesome news for for the Sanchez Esparza family. Yeah, um, tell them about it. Mayor's Cup, which usually is 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 a series of games that been go back to started in 2016 and. Um, there's a Park Bugle article that uh, that Eric Erickson, which is also known as Coach Erickson, which is also known as the voice of the of the of the Como Cougar morning announcements. Um, I should link you guys in sometime. But he's also the the he calls all the games, literally all the soccer games, all the girls soccer games. He's 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 a great great guy. He was a great coach when he was a coach. He was one of the ones that took the boys team to state. Uh, um, so. Um, and but uh, Mayor's Cup was created just to like have these two schools, Humboldt High School, which is Humboldt Owl, I think now, and Como Park Senior, just just have this uh, this tournament, you know, because kids like playing for trophies, right? Who doesn't, right? <laughs> and so they created a, a trophy and a tournament in a sense, like, and every time these two these two teams would play, they uh, wanted to have that, and it turned into kind of like a St. Paul thing, right? And so. Um. Uh. And uh. And then we've been playing it off and off for the past since 2016. But ever since Allianz opened, the dream was always to have it at Allianz at one point. And um, Isa can attest to this. Um, I think she wrote a couple of letters at one point, <laughs> asking you know the importance of what this would mean not only to her but to her teammates and to her community. At both Humboldt and Como, um, and now it's official, right? The first high school 
game being played at Allianz Field is Friday, October 8th. The girls play at 5.30 p.m. Can, can I do my trumpet fanfare? Yeah, go ahead. And the boys play at 7 p.m., right? And um, and I've reached out to some members in Dark Clouds, and I'm going to reach out soon to uh, the Red Loons. I really want this personally for me. It's like double great because this is Issa's senior year, and she's playing great. She's been um, she's she's doing all the things. I was just I, I sent a tweet out yesterday. Yeah, you did. Like made us all day. cry. Thanks, man. Dude, I, you were crying, man. I was taking the video right, and I was crying. I'm I was sure, like, I'm you sure. Know, it's, um, it was it was a very heartfelt because you know like Issa's very selfless, and so she plays a position that no one really wants to play, which is the six. And you know, I I you know she might not have the physicality aspect of an Ozzy Alonso, right? But man. When she does turn it on, it's it's like amazing. Um, against Central, even though they lost that game, she was she was she was shanking people left and right, and it was it was nice to watch. But she's so great at um, just distributing the ball and getting the ball to people's feet. Like you know, honestly, she should have like eight assists this season so far. That's how easy she's made it for some of her teammates. It just you know, just like the United can't finish, right? You know, in front of the goal, you have a hard time doing that. But um, yeah, so um, like I said, I want to make it special for release. So I'm super excited because both of my kids will get to play it. Issa watched a senior, se- senior season, right? Her last regular home season game as a Como Cougar will be at Allianz. I think this is an amazing opportunity for a lot of kids who are BIPOC, who are part of the St. Paul community. And to be able to say that, that they played a, a, in a professional stadium. I mean, like me and Eric dream of this type of stuff when we were growing up. Like right? we were like, oh yeah, we'll play one day. We want to play. And to have our kids, they have my kids and we have all these different types of kids and, you know, these beautiful kids get a chance to play this game is amazing, right? And, and I think that's just, go ahead. I was, I was just going to say, I don't, I don't think you mentioned it, but it's free attendance, yeah. right? For everybody. It's free attendance. I think... Um, I think Gabby Lozada will have more information <laughs> coming up soon, probably this week. I'm assuming uh, it's been capped at 1,500 people. So that was going to be my next question: is how I think it, that has to do gonna, with so they're probably just reasons. doing the lower bowl. Yeah. I'm guessing. Yeah. So, so we're we're going to try to fill it as much as we can. Uh, I'd love to have it full at 1,500. You know, if they allowed it, that'd be great. Uh, we're trying to find a mayor uh, at a, at at one of the last Como football games, there was a there was a family that had a Como Cougar flags, and so we're trying to reach to them to see if we can borrow them for this game. And if 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 we do get to borrow them, Durkee has Durkee has expressed uh, has expressed interest in uh, waving the flags because Durkee is a Como grad. He is super excited about this game. Super duper excited. So he's a Como grad. He played for, for Como Park High School. He played soccer. He was also a captain. So I'm sure he's pretty stoked. Um, and just all the information for, is on their website. So Yeah. Just, I was going to say, re- reiterate one more time for the listeners, date and time, please. Yep. This Friday, October 8th, uh, it's free. There'll be links sent out earlier during the day. It's free. 
um, and the girls play at 5.30 p.m. and the boys play at 7 p.m. And so I implore you, we as the Minnesota Football Show have had uh, a good relationship with Como Park High School and all the other programs around there with Mary Casper and all of them because uh, we actually played Mary Casper yesterday. I love her to death. She's a great coach. Um, um, but, um, but yeah, come out, support, make this a very historic event for all these kids. Beautiful. Thank you, Rodrigo. Um, next, we got some big rumors coming. Um, this is coming from Mr. West and everybody else on the Black Heart. Apparently, there is a undisclosed meeting with Commissioner Garber coming, uh, I guess, this week. Uh, meeting with Mayor Carter, Mayor Mayor of Bofa, hashtag Mayor of Bofa, <laughs> Jacob... <laughs> <laughs> I, I couldn't help myself, uh, Jacob. Um, and I think the uh, the idea here is this is going to be the announcement for the MLS All Star Game coming to Allianz Field in 2022. Is that right? Yes. Which is a pretty big deal. That's going to be like hopefully we'll be in a much better place with all the. The, the COVID news that we've been getting and like the pills that are being worked on that will help pe people if they get COVID, you know, hopefully in 2022 will be much better than this year. But if this happens at the black car, this is going to be like a drunk fest for like <laughs> a whole weekend. Whenever this happens, like, like I think I'm going to have to pay Issa just to make sure that the house is okay with its siblings. Cause I don't think me and Nubia are going to be anywhere near <laughs> the house. Right, they probably sleep in our cars, you know, that type of thing. Because last time the Cooligans were here, like they were trying to Uber. I, I don't know if you, I don't know if anyone's trying to like realizes that Ubering from the black car at late night is like horrible, like you're not going to be able to get a ride out. And so, like, in many occasions, I've offered to drive people. And, and when last time the Cooligans were here, I offered to drive them because the Uber wasn't coming. I had my broken down hoopty, you know, uh, and I took him in my broken down hoopty with Al with with which uh, which Alexis was really 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 happy about it uh, uh, because you know it reminded him of home, and I and I took him to to the blue door, and we had tachos that never had tachos, so we ordered some tachos, and a bunch of other food. I was like, like, cause it's like they were taking pictures of their food. But like they had other phones flashlight behind it to give it the light to take the picture. I mean, like they were dedicated about food. And so like the only bad thing is when they come back, there's no more blue door. Right. So that's good. So point. we'd have to figure yeah. out another place to go to. But I'm looking forward to 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 that and finally meeting the folks from the MLS call up and um, hanging out with Andrew Weeby and. David Goss, if we get a chance to, and um, you're you're so big time. You're so. Big I'm not time. big time yeah. at all. Stop, <laughs> stop, stop feeding the the lies. The lies. Well, I was gonna say the last time they were here, we were on stage. <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> I am not uh, famous. Okay, no, I'm not. The, the, that was not just, just this for, on here. On just for no. video. Sorry, sorry, audio <laughs> listeners, you you missed a good one there. Um, uh no the last time they were here we were on stage with them actually and i had only listened to maybe two or three episodes i didn't really know them very well the cooligans and so now assuming they come back like you know i we actually have a relationship and we listen to their show i maybe they listen to this show i'm not sure but you know it's just be a different dynamic to maybe share the stage and hang out again so 
Yeah, no, Christian Polanco and and the whole crew is they're 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 all really great and much props to them for for doing what they're doing and kind of opening the doors for a lot of of us in the sense of like mm -hmm. you know there is a way of getting stuff like done so you can you can follow your dream so yeah yeah no. but back to the point MLS All Star pretty cool how you feeling Bridget it'll be fun um, I think it's finally the you know the look that Minnesota has been been hoping for get on that national scene so it'll be good for both cities um i mean we've both cities have been in the news plenty the last couple of years especially here uh so to finally have you know something to, to hopefully bring people together around alliance again is going to be awesome um and the event this week should be fun i think they're doing open training as well um open to media um and some other events kind of around the stadium so i i can neither confirm nor deny that there may be some uh some <laughs> Jake, jacob fry bullying occurring at this point so i'll just leave that there <laughs> wait he's bullying someone or we, we're no no no, no. we we as a collective <laughs> <laughs> minneapolis tend cer certain individuals tend to follow the boy mayor around and, and make his life hell as oh. as they should yeah. there was a there was a tweet from someone who works from like the what used to be the city pages right mm -hmm. in which they say that saint paul has a better food and they didn't know until now and oh my god did that get traction and one of their mm. favorite spots to go to was demeras i literally am three blocks from demeras and whenever I do Victoria Arch Theater work, like we have to take on the panels and put the new panels up for the artwork that people are going to do. And, and um, we go hang out over there. And this last time we went there, me and um, me and uh, a friend, Chris, we went there and the owners were watching Shrek 2. Like adults were watching Shrek 2 and drinking. And we go in there and we're like, is this a regular thing? He's like, yeah, every Wednesday, every Wednesday we want to watch something. And I was like, Shrek, it's a Shrek work. Don't care. Like, Don't care. <laughs> I was like, you're going to do it next week? He's like, yeah. I was like, all right, we'll be here. And watch <laughs> Shrek and, and drink and drink whiskey and see how that works out for the rest of the year. No, I shut out. Yeah. I mean, I just I, think that this whole thing is going to be great for a lot of the local businesses. Like, I know for mm -hmm. C because it's being opened up again, but like, all the local businesses. Uh, I'm, I'm hoping that there's a focus on that, right? And and not only in Rondo and Midway and Frogtown, there's amazing places to get some food around here. So hopefully yep. that will be the focus in this too. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm assuming that's what this whole thing is. Um, we'll keep everybody updated, but we're pretty confident that's what's going on here. And it'll be fun. Um, assuming all things pandemic are still are hopefully a little bit smoother. Please, please, please. Uh, let's move to some MLS kind of stuff. We'll move a little fast through these because we got so much more to talk about here. But just from last week, the main thing I want to point out here from Sunday is Austin FC, uh, all of a sudden, this is a theme that's going to come back to that they, they're becoming Minnesota's closest allies right now. <laughs> um, they, they do this more than once, but they can convincingly knocked off Galaxy 2-0. Um, kind of again just just a big help and this happens again so i just wanted to say i've i've been i've been doing it on the twitter too you know shouts to austin i know they're just doing it for themselves to hopefully not finish last and you know have a little bit of a a bright spot in their inaugural season or whatever but 
you know, we're, we're getting the bonus side of it too, in theory. I mean, a lot of, a lot of new teams end up playing the spoiler and Minnesota has been mm-hmm. in that role quite a few That's times. Right. Right, uh, we were. Years, so was so. And so was Nashville uh, a couple of yeah. years ago too. Yeah. So, but so, I mean, well, Nashville is so strong continues. this year. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wait, I, what were you gonna say, Bridget? I just said the tradition continues with the, uh, the, the new teams kind of, kind of spoiling the fun for a few teams and and helping others kind of boost up just a little bit when they can't help themselves. Yes, that that is the spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. <laughs> Correct. Well, speaking of a team that's not helping themselves at all, and it is definitely following the Modelo Goyazi Sports Clube, uh, FC Cincinnati, they have now fired a head coach in all three of their MLS <laughs> seasons thus far, uh, 2019, 2020, and now 2021. Yapstam is gone. Um, yikes. <laughs> not so good. Consistency. We, li- we like consistency. <laughs> Oh boy! It's, I mean, it's pretty bad. They bad also consistency is no consistency. Yes. Yeah, I mean they 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 spent a lot of money this year too, though. They did, sure did. Um, it would be amazing if some of the Goyaz coaches started like <laughs> flowing through. They're like, oh, we see what you guys are doing. <laughs> let's, let's, let's get this pipeline yeah, I mean, moving here. <laughs> it's it's so weird because like every season there's some excuse for it. Like, well. Coke started like right before the season started didn't have time to put his team together um before they entered MLS and then it was I think the big one was Stom as well well with Jans like they weren't spending money and then he uh, of course was had some issues um and then with Stom it's I mean you take over in the middle of a pandemic and you have to try to like restart the team again um so it's it's kind of interesting to see like where some teams are drawing the line and saying, you know what, you're okay, you tried through chaos and you failed, so out. Um it it's a revolving door and it's kind of entertaining and also a little puzzling because how are you gonna get to consistency without you know it's weird. Yeah. It is. Who, and, and, who is there uh the young DP uh, who got who demanded Brenner. a trade. Oh no, that's no, sorry, not that one. No, Brenner's the, uh, the Brazilian they brought in. All I'm saying it. is he he saw the painting on the wall as soon as he was like, oh, yeah. Yeah. he was like, I need out. They don't. I'm yeah. I'm, they, I'm a Adidas generation. Very long. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I need out. Yeah, and, and that's one of those things. That, as as Minnesota supporters, I mean, yes, we have our our things. Let's call them things with Adrian Heath for over the years now. Um, but I think most people would say at least having some level of consistency over the past five years is a better idea than this in and out, in and out situation. I mean, I, I can only speak to it cause I've been living it through Goyaz for <laughs> decades at this point, especially over the last like 10 years, it's just been ridiculous. So, um, you know, there's something to be said there, I think. Um, Boy, it's hard to talk about NWSL right now. Um, I put this in earlier. Uh, I'll just throw some scores. But uh, Houston Dash over Louisville, uh, Washington Spirit over Kansas City, the rain over the Pride 3-0, and we'll obviously get into the meat of that whole situation in a sec here. Um, I want to talk uh, Minnesota women's soccer on a positive note here. We don't have to go through all these names. They dropped all 16 candidates, as they were, for um, – for naming te- options for the team, my family isn't thrilled with any of them. I will say, 
Really? Um, uh, I, nope. <laughs> but I'm, should, I'm curious. Point out, two, two of them have since been dropped from the list. So it went from which, a which two? I think the suffragettes. Uh, suffragettes right? and temperance were dropped. Okay. Interesting. Um, because of connotations. Uh -huh. um, but yeah, because you know, humans can't really like function sometimes. But, well, yeah. can I can I maybe ask for your uh, Bridget and Rodrigo your top three? What what do you all like from I guess the fourteen now? I would can say. What's that? So I was just gonna say, where's the link to the fourteen? Because I'm, I'm, I'll look for it right now. Hold on. Yeah, but go ahead. Yeah. Um, Aurora is probably my top. Although, as I think we were talking about this on Twitter, like it's it's a harder one to say, like enchants or something. Aurora. This is Aurora, exactly Aurora. what my my wife was saying. <laughs> Very hard to get out. Yes. Yeah. yeah, I did see someone commented that we should combine aurora and roaring so it's just a roaring and that that'll be weird to say in chance wow okay otherwise uh i think my top i i like iron or portage um and then of course you get into are we saying it portage or are we going french and saying portage Depends on which mm, part of the state you're in. Uh, I, you know, there, there's good ones. None of them, other than Aurora, I think, are the type that, like, kind of instantly bring something to mind. Mm -hmm. um, I'm but, curious if Borealis was an option because I feel like Borealis would be an easier one to get out than Aurora. It, yeah. I would I, think I, I think it was a marketing thing, and I think it was also maybe a copyright thing too. Oh, like some yeah, these... trade trademarking did come yep. into play on quite a few. Yeah, so I I know that's what knocked down one of mine, but yeah. yeah. What about you, Rodrigo? Um, well, I was I was very big on on, on I actually like Foxfire. Mm. Yeah, that's okay. Just because, like, he, he, hear me out on this, right? Um, so here's the things that um. Like I, every time I think of like foxfire, I or foxes, I like foxes, but I also think of like you know animals and like you always want like you know I I like river too, uh just because river Minnesota rolls rolls mm -hmm. good off the tongue, but but um but the foxes one is great because what's the um I'm trying to look up what the uh, maybe one of you can look up what the uh like a group of foxes is called something else. And like a, you know, so like I think it's a kilt or, or something like that. So then you can have a supporter group called that, and then you can just go off on it. A um, skulk. There you go. Thank you, a skulk. Thank you. Mm -hmm. So you can go off of that. You know, skulk Minnesota could be kind of like the thing that you can be like. You know, I I, I like Foxfire. Um, I think Aurora is great. Um, I also think you know. Uh, in Spanish, Aurora is 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 good too. I I like uh, river for sure. And then my last one. Um, Wait, that was three, wasn't it? <laughs> no, Foxfire, okay, Aurora. Oh, then river. You're right. That's right. Oh, that is three. Yeah. Right, never mind. Good. Then I don't have to choose because good, I didn't have another one. It's easier, it's easier to list off the ones that like you're just not really a fan of. If, yeah. If you, 
Well, like, and that that's my problem. I'm just kind of like, like uh, yeah. It's yeah. like, are there red pines in Minnesota? I've, and I've, I've never seen a red pine. Uh, it's like way up north, yeah. Okay. I'm only attracted to that one for the potential of, um, uh, Jim and I were talking about this on Twitter, the potential of using the pine as like an A that we could maybe put a little circle version around and kind of turn into like the anarchist A. <laughs> uh, good stuff. <laughs> I mean, black oak is kind of interesting, are we, but being in a neighborhood full of oak trees and acorns. Um, mm -hmm. But Eric, in Aurora, you have two A's. You can have two other consistent. That's true. Yeah, I see what you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's it's like we said at the top though. It's is getting it out in a in a clean and uh, and you know under uh, tangible understanding. You can't like speak it three times. How do you mm -hmm. do it in a chant? Aurora, Aurora, Precisely. Aurora. Yeah, Precisely. that's. Uh, the issue we'll that you have here is that Aurora is three syllables, right? Every other yeah. every other just about every other name on here is two. Three syllables right. full of vowels. That's the right. thing. That's, yeah. Yep. So, like, that's the thing. You got, you got red pines. That's two, right? Vortex. Roaring is two. Boxfire is two. So, it's, when everything is, like, two syllables, it's, like, easier to, to, to fit into a chant or fit into anything else, right? Three gets a little harder. But with so many vowels, it just, it just makes it tough, right? Imagine but it's still a good name. All of the timely environmental conversations we'd have with the team called the Arctic, and people looking around and seeing that they're playing in 95 degree heat and 80% humidity. <laughs> True. That's yeah. That's that's a good named point. after what Minnesota used to be. Don't worry, global warming. Correct. Stuff. Like you know. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Well, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Yeah. I, I actually I'm, I'm, turned to one I'm, of my one of my friends. That's uh well. His daughter is one of my guitar students, and, and and she's in the in the U10s and quite the player. And I was basically like, just just tell me which one you like, and that's the one I'll vote for. <laughs> go ahead, there you go. <laughs> no, I was just gonna say um, that you know, um, yeah. I mean, it, I think I think I'm just a little disappointed that um, oppressive whiteness Minnesota was not did not make the cut for me. <laughs> So I, I had one similar to that as well, which I definitely was not surprised it didn't make the cut. <laughs> it was like I mean, probably a little too radical. I'm, yeah. I'm sure we could have some random supporters groups spring up, just like uh, I mean, if our if Arctic Minnesota, <laughs> if Arctic Minnesota makes it to like that's what we're gonna be called. Like, we're totally oppressive having whiteness. the oppressive whiteness wall. Are you a member like of that. the oppressive whiteness? Where's your part? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's transition to some Minnesota United. We had a double this week. Um, I think we'll just give like five minutes to this first one. I did not watch a second that's, of it, so I, I will throw to that's you, a esteemed co-host. Five minutes. Five minutes. <laughs> like, like I said, two minutes. <laughs> DC United versus Minnesota United in DC. Um, Ray gets a rest. Single mate. Uh, there's a weird formation change. Um, just to bury the lead, uh, DC United kind of do the thing. Three to one is the final score. Julian Gressel with an amazing goal. I, I did get to see that. Uh, whew, pretty spectacular. Uh, but I'll throw it to you two. What, what did you see? Or I don't want to phrase this. 
we knew without Ray, it was going to be tough. What also did not work, I guess. And I'll just let you guys start there. Everything. I mean, it's, it's classic setup, right? (laughs) Everything. (laughs) I mean, when you, when you have, when you add a third center back, right. It, it, if it hasn't been extremely practiced very well in, in, in like training, it's, it's, it's a communication issue, right? Who's going to step up? Who's going to be the, 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 the center back that's going to push all the way up, almost close to the midfield functioning, sometimes like a six. It's just that lack of communication sometimes gets confusing, right? And, and Boxo and the bossy are very good about distributing the ball. Coleman is, you know, is, is is good about throwing his body and, and and stopping the ball it's just there wasn't a lot of communication happening which led to a lot of uh dispossession in our half but at the same time credit to credit to dc united they understood that if they were able to uh you know just pressure whoever has the ball and not give them time it it was going to be very frustrating and it was right the, the issue that we had is is, is we talked about before it's like we don't have someone that can play Reynoso's role to any nth degree that he can play it in, right? And the issue is we don't have someone that can distribute that ball. And I think the issue is too is we don't have if if Jacory Hayes is going to be our answer right, to do that, then Jacory Hayes needs to get time with with the starting eleven to be able to acclimate it. There were a lot of times where like. Uh, that I saw that uh, Lud and Fragapane were combining with with Hayes, but then the next part of that combination was like they didn't know what was going to happen, so the ball was was touched way too back or or out of reach out of someone because they weren't running, and so then they we we lost the ball, we lost the transition power, right? And so then like when we have our fullbacks pushing all the way up trying to be part of the offense, right? And we lose it right, like at, right as they're moving forward, it just leaves a gap for everyone else. That's why, like center. That's why, like Boxy and Debossi were playing so high that it was scary. And I knew at one point something was going to happen, right? And 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 it did, right? I question on the Kamara penalty, yeah, right. But having to see Debossi literally, like you know, twenty minutes later, get it, get a header was great and I thought one one would be an awesome way to keep this at and I think that's where that's where how, I should totally get set down. up. Do you want to talk about it briefly? That Debassi? It was a set piece, I believe, right? I don't know if it was yeah, a corner. It was, it was either no it was a free kick. Was it a free kick kind of off to the side? It was that yep. sharp angle. Yeah it was a sharp angle that Fragapani curved it in uh away from the keeper and Debassi won it. It was a beautiful header. Like that's a pretty header. Yeah. You can't yeah. can't get better. Um, and I guess they were, I mean, they were working on those in training and really focusing on set pieces for this match, knowing that, I mean, we, without Ray, there, there really wasn't much of an offensive plan going into this game. I, you know, they, Keith was fine with lining them up to park the bus and take a point. Um, that's exactly what they played for from the first whistle. Uh, so there wasn't a whole lot of an attacking plan there wasn't much pressure forward i think the whole idea was just to bog down dc in in minnesota's half um and they couldn't do that without the communication aspect that 
that's the part that was horrible. And DC saw that right away, took advantage of every little bit of miscommunication and knew where it was going to come. I mean, Boxy and Coleman both had some great challenges to get the ball back, like inside of the 18 and, and in the final third. But um, overall, it was just like, let's, let's flood the midfield and keep them out. And DC knew exactly where to find those spots after a little bit of probing in the first couple minutes uh, and fully took advantage of it. And it was, I mean, the epitome of, you know, showing them that you're prepared to just settle and allowing them to just completely control the game. Yeah, well, there you go. Three to one. Yeah. Um, I mean the, the team with the with the better Peruvians won. So <laughs> of course. I, I was gonna admit it, it was fun having some some banter with your partner at Switch the Pitch with Sarah. And I, I, I always look forward to to that and hopefully we have some more whenever yeah. the, these two teams play. But uh clearly clearly no, the better yeah, team. Yeah, it was fun. Sarah's great. And yep. whoever was to put that tweet about flowers, beautiful tweet. <laughs> yeah, who was that? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> like yeah, called I mean, it we, beautifully. I was uh, prior to the Delta variant. The plan was for me to be in DC and for us to cover this game like side by side. Uh, that's awesome. Um, so yeah, it was good to you know have a game that we were both actually like watching and communicating, and mm-hmm. um, that it made it fun. Otherwise, I yeah. probably turned it off. You know, thirty minutes right. in, and I'm gonna go about my Wednesday th- thing. Yeah, I gotta be honest, like I. I, in the back of my mind, like I know these matches are happening, but now that I'm back into like a full regular training routine and Wednesday is one of those evenings, like I just don't think about it until I get back and I've showered and I'm like, I'm winding down and it's like 10, 15. And I'm like, oh, wait, there was a game. <laughs> like, that's that's okay. what I remember. Like, for me, it was like eat dinner, watch it. Like I had the news on for a little bit and I was like, oh, yeah, I think there's a game. Yeah. Channel. <laughs> Yeah, I was I was making dinner and then like keeping my eye on it. I'm like, oh great. I was like, oh wow. Oh, okay. I'm gonna make dinner for the rest of it. That's it. Yeah, right back, right back to it. I mean, it's it's just like if you know there might be a new episode of something on, you're like, oh yeah, maybe I'll flip over to that for a little bit. That's that's the energy, and that's how it was last night too. But um, yeah, I don't know. It was. It was fun for the uh, the banter aspect. Right. It was a good game for it. But yeah, uh, yeah. Shouts to you, Sarah, if you're listening. We got, we got to get you to come on this thing. It'd be fun yeah. To, yeah. to have her on. Um, so we learned also shortly thereafter that international duty is going to take Boxall, Metaner, Lud, and Raitala. Oh, and Rosales. Um, so we're going to lose all of them for the October 10th Colorado, plus one more that we'll talk about in a sec. Um, yeah, some pretty big names there. It's going to be a little rough. Um, uh, the rest of the Wednesday slate, I don't think there's any huge surprises except to say Chicago got a win over, over New York. So that's the big one. And, and then the, the narrative here, I suppose, um, Atlanta beating Inter, Miami, and Joseph getting his 100th goal in 120, 125 appearance. He becomes the fastest player in MLS history to reach 100 goals, uh, outpacing Robbie Keane. Um, so there you go. Congrats to Joseph Martinez. Still doing the thing. Uh, Chicago also fired their coach. Oh, that's right. That, that, yes. That's, that happens. <laughs> this has been the fall season where everyone's getting freaking fired. There's except a lot. For, I, I, they're like, except for Cab Ramos. 
Mm. I thought you were gonna say Heath, but sure. No, no, Ted Ramos <laughs> should get fired. I mean, we we play this Houston yeah, team. Everyone plays this Houston team. He's he's definitely like on the hottest seat, I would think. Right, because so everyone there, gets. But yeah, we're at four or five. I want to say that Stom made five. But yeah, that's what I was gonna ask. First, it started wow. with uh, Toronto, right? Yeah. And then and then Freddie left, right? Freddie Juarez yep, left. RSL. And then, um, who was the other one? There was another. It's okay. Wasn't there? We don't have to go through them all. But it's just, no, it's been this, yeah, and then Lucci, right? Lucci, and then. Yeah. You know, it's yeah, been like so at least Lucci, five. And then Chicago, and then Stan. So, yep, yeah. So it's five. Yep. That's just crazy. Good job, guys. Like, <laughs> this is why we, this is why we pre meet and like we, we do everything before that. Just to bring you that kind of content. <laughs> there you go. Um, here's another thing that I totally forgot was a thing, but uh, Campiones Cup happened. Uh, this is the MLS Cup champions versus I didn't the. Watch that. Is, is it is it the Clausura or the Apertura? I can't remember I have which no one. Idea what it is? Or, like, anyway, it's the. Cup Cup I forgot yeah. all about the thing, and then Columbus tweets champion. So I was like, you won. Oh, right? <laughs> what? Hashtag champions of Bofa. Like, you know what? Like, in 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 Latin America and South America, Copa America, Copa Libertadores, Copa Sudamericana, that's it. Yeah, right? There's so many. And like, anyway, Copa has like four now. I think. I know. Right? It's more to come. Leagues Cup, like. Campeones Cup, uh, yep. CCL. I'm like, dear lord. I mean, like, yeah. There's a lot. Uh, so, could you win it? As Bridget said, 2-0, so good on them. At, at the very least, finally, MLS gets a cup. I, I don't know how much this one is is worth in terms of uh, stature, but it's something that that at least, you know, we, we can't ever seem to win a CCL or anything yeah, else. Mean, so this, this is something. It's worth a job, right? I mean, he's not losing yeah. his job now, right? Re- regardless of how Columbus ends up making the playoff or not, he's not losing his job because yeah. he won a cup. And they were able to celebrate a cup in their new stadium, so that's big. That's right. right. I think this. I think this is a. If anything, this is this is you know this is a good thing, because Columbus is now beginning to get healthy again, and so some of those players are coming back, and um, and some of that confidence is coming back as to what do they make it to the playoffs? That's a good question. Um, I think they can make a run at it, but I'm not sure if they they're fully in it. Uh, but. That's the thing, right? I mean, this is. I mean, who's gonna say no? We've had this argument here before, right? Do we win a Do we win a U.S. Open Cup or do we make it into the playoffs MLS? Right? I mean, we we majority of you would choose the cup. I would prefer a long run at the playoffs, but but that's just literally what it is. So so Caleb has got his job probably for you know, enough to be able to to figure out what he can do next year and the year after that. I think, right? Because no one's gonna forget a first championship. And he- yeah, and I mean he's he's been really good at finding the talent to fill in those gaps. I mean he pulled mm-hmm. Miguel Berry from uh, San Diego, who was playing alongside Miguel Ibarra uh, for a bit with San Diego Loyal, um, and he just came in and started scoring goal after goal, and it was insane. Um, so yeah, USL, you know, finally showing, you know that they can make that jump and you can bring players up from these lower divisions uh, and make an impact. And he's been really good at 
scouting those guys out and finding those those impactful players. There you go. Congrats to the crew. Um, let's let's really quickly do uh, Minnesota yesterday and MLS yesterday, and then we can take a break and uh, dedicate a little bit more time to the uh, everything happening in NWSL. Um, so Minnesota plays again. They go to Dallas. We all assume this would be a, a win. That did not occur. <laughs> uh, we had we had the double mate right back in. Um, uh, I didn't get a wa- chance to watch. I, I got in maybe the I don't know. It was after halftime, fifty something, sixtieth minute. So I'm gonna I'll, I'll throw to you two. First half. What what did you like in the first half? I I saw lots of shots off. I saw Reynoso uh, having a couple blasts. Um, the goleiro brasileiro, I forget his name, uh, Felipe. Uh, was all over the place, the Dallas keeper. But uh, tell me what you guys saw in those first 45. Where to start? Uh, <laughs> just just <laughs> silence. Just, <laughs> I mean, it was, you go back to this 4-2-3-1, all of the usual guys, you expect to see them you know, at least look somewhat like the team, the exact same squad who had the 3-0 win a week before. Um, And it was nothing like that whatsoever. There was no, it seemed like no chemistry and like they did not know what they were doing. Um, Couldn't hang on to the ball in the midfield, couldn't get close enough to goal uh, to get off a clean shot. There were a couple of, there were some nice opportunities. Um, And yet again, they just couldn't finish them and couldn't get the service in. Uh, Salud didn't look great because he couldn't run up there and, and, you know, split the entire defense himself. Um, Other than that, I mean, they gave, they gave Pereira and, and uh, Pepe way too much space. Uh, in the first half, more significantly in the second half, um, but it was definitely a sign that like that was that was going to be an issue, and you could see very early on that you know they they knew exactly how to play and and how you read to my mind. Minnesota. I, I was literally just going to ask: Is this a case of finally somebody looking at the tape and just being like, okay, we shut down? And yep, flood yeah. flood that box so that they can't get those can't get that footwork in there. I mean things didn't really come together up there until those substitutions towards the end. Um when we were able to play a little bit more out wide. You have Hansen in there, you've I mean, guys who were just able to press a little bit more than I think it was was it Hansen who came in for Finley? Um, yep. Finley, we talk about being the workhorse all the time, but he just he wasn't worked. able to penetrate. Yeah, he was he was doing that all night. Um, he just... he and Fraga looked great, but they like couldn't do it alone. It's and just they were frustrating. Yeah, yeah. So Hansen and you know 
and Adi and a couple other guys come oh, in God. and they were able to, yeah, that's a whole other conversation. Oh, we'll we'll leave Adi off of that for a second. Oh. So these other wingers come in uh, and kind of frustrate things a little bit because you're not exactly sure what they're going to do. And they, they find the space and they started to, started to finally get up there. Um, of course, if Lude had been up there, maybe it would have gone better. And instead it was Adi up top after those substitutions were made. Um, so it didn't go anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> Remind me when we get to the Adi part, because there's so many questions I have about this whole thing. But can, um, oh, well, I mean, we, can, we can just skip there. <laughs> yeah, I was so, going to say, go ahead. Here, here's, the, here's the thing, though, is like um, we had our 4-2-3-1. We had our, our, our double sixes, which usually means that uh, Reynoso, Fragapane, and Finley are, are able to in, intertwine who is getting the ball and who's not. And I think what was really bad for us is the fact that we went trying to move the ball fast. Like we've have done in other games, like one, two passes. And then we're out one, two passes, move it forward. One, two passes. It was like, we get over the half line and then Metanier to Will Trap, Will Trap to Alonso, Alonso to Fragapane, Fragapane back to Alonso, Alonso, Walter Trap. Oh, Reynoso touches the ball, gives it to Finley. Finley holds it. Metanier goes on the right wing. Metanier gets the ball. Goes back to Finley. Goes back to Trap. I mean, we weren't trying to penetrate. Like, we were just trying to circle the ball back and forth, trying to see make a hole. But And then finally, Metanier and Fraga say, screw it. And they take a, a giant, exactly. like, volley cross through and just turn it over because there was literally nothing else for them to right. do. Right. I mean, the one thing that Metanier has been doing these last couple games that I've been asking him to do um, and I want to see it more is he dribbles into the box and instead of trying to square up to, to pass it, cross it right away, he squares it back to the 18. Mm -hmm. And then that we had will trap there and he held it. I, I want someone to be there. Who's going to shoot the freaking ball, yeah. get the yeah. ball, touch it once. Boom. Let it go. If it goes over the, over, if it goes over the goalpost, fine. That, that that gives you that gives your team to reset, and then you are able at least to have your fullbacks come back and your defense come back before everything was up. But take some shots. Like we were just passing the ball way too much, yeah, and, and we were we were just not rewarding the hard work of Fragapani, Ethan Finney, who were looking to run in between the center backs. We weren't moving the center backs. Everything was going outside and trying to go in. Like yep. we said and this, like. Exactly that's exactly how those shots towards in those final minutes were set up met there just laying it off uh, at the 18 and they get those. There was the shot that uh, the double, the it yeah, went I just 70 seconds. That was bananas. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so, I mean, so the, toe poke. Yep. That should have been and a goal. Then Fragapani and, right after it. Boom, and boom. Fragapani right after. I mean, like that was a, that was a ball to chase. And chased, brought it out, and he squared it right to like towards the eighteen. The side wide open. That's exactly yeah. what we need to do. And and like, and Felipe, so why are they not doing that the entire yeah. time? And waiting that's that's the run. thing. Is like we weren't moving the ball fast enough for me. We weren't rewarding the runs. I can I I think I counted in the second half before he got subbed out four or five times, and with like Ethan Fanley had an angle and was asking for the ball, but nobody was looking at him to get to, to yeah. put a ball out there. And that's the frustrating thing for me because like. We have people who are willing to do that work. Why aren't we stretching the field and making the center backs at least do some freaking running to be able to get to the ball? Because our center backs were running everywhere. And yeah. and they were doing work and they were doing all the other stuff. And I think that's that's probably my 
my did we have chances to win this game? Of course we did. We had tons of chances. We couldn't put them away. You have set pieces, right? And you have uh Reynoso's uh curling in from to the to the closest post and almost went in. I mean, Felipe really could have had you know could save three goals and to be honest with you know those, those there's three of these that should have gone in and he yeah. and he was really good at that so props to them but also that we're, we're dealing with a young squad so they have all this energy and nobody was yeah. getting any time to be able to get any space so they were being pressured so so kudos to to dallas for doing that right i mean taking but it to I us mean, and- we we should have known that that's exactly how it was going to be and I mean, we've we've had the last couple of weeks to look at at Pepe and <laughs> and see, you know, this is exactly how they're going to play. Yep. Um, we've but, talked about it on the yeah. show that eventually this is going to catch up. That coaches are going to exactly. watch film and they'll be like, "Oh, yeah. this isn't rocket science." <laughs> I mean, on the broadcast, every time we got the free kick and Reynoso stepped up to the ball, the Cal and Kinder are both saying, "Okay, this is this is the game changer." Like, this is. This could be the goal. You know, we talk about ga- goals change games, but like Reynoso getting the ball at a in a dangerous spot and pretty much anywhere he takes a free kick is a dangerous spot for him. All of these free kicks that just, I mean, there's there's nobody there to, to pick up the pieces on a rebound after it's blocked. Uh, unlike, you know, Debasi's header, like where, where was that in this game? We know that they can do it. We know that, he gets plenty of these opportunities on these set pieces, but you can't just expect him to to put the, put the ball right into the net without a little bit of assistance. And that's if that's what we're going to fall back on every time and him having the ball in midfield, it's, it's ridiculous. And we should have known exactly how they would exploit that because this is how they've been playing it the entire season. Yep. Well, you you are season. both... As I say, you're both making me feel very good about sticking with my decision to watch uh, Pirates oh, of the Caribbean no, yeah, yeah, was, for the first half. Yeah. You, <laughs> and, you and did, Bill, you did great. Bill Nahi's brilliant interpretation of Davy Jones, which <laughs> I mean, never yeah. gets old. Never you were asking old. for a stream, and I'm sitting there like, good, I could totally set up a Zoom. <laughs> like, Go back to like, Davy Jones. Go back. <laughs> <laughs> like 10 minutes later, I'm like, nah, he doesn't need to see this. <laughs> the thing, too, is uh, like, what, fi- what I find confusing is like, if we are going to press, and people might disagree with me on this, and that's fine. Um, if we're going to press, it, it cannot be a two-man press. Like, if we're going to press, I want Lud to press, right? And so if the ball gets past the right, then Finley has to be there to press. And if it gets rotated right back to the left, Fragapane has to be there to provide pressure. At the same time, with Will Trap and Alonso moving upward, right? Making sure that they're making that that Dallas or, or their opponent uh, side of the field very compact so they'll be able to make a Swiss. But when you only have Lude and Reynoso pressing and nobody else looking to be in support, it's just, it's not going to work, right? And yeah. it works when all of us, all of them are pressing and it just wasn't working. And that was the thing is like um, someone on Twitter, I forget who was it, is it, is it Colin? I don't know if it's Solberg or the, or the other Colin, but was like, are they, are they, are, they, are they trying really to press? I was like, you can't really consider full press with two people. Like, like. Let, let me let me full wrap press this up. Would with... have been that the high press that we used last month. Right. 
Yeah. Let me wrap this up with three points really quick. I just wanted to shout out Debassi for that sliding breakup and like right before oh, the end of the first half. Yeah. It was beautiful. I, I appreciated that. I got to see that on the replay. Um, didn't talk about the VAR situation. It looked like a goal at first with Rawlings head and boy, that would have been a, a rough end if Minnesota would have lost this thing. Um, I wanted to ask you too, because this was like right before I got in. So I barely saw it, but uh, correct call, incorrect call on the VAR. What did you all see? Um, MLS, correct call. Uh, Libertadores, that's not even a yellow. <laughs> Beautiful. You would be Thank you, Rodrigo. Yeah. Andrew Weeby should make that into his disclaimer. It was like, this is, this is a red card only in MLS, but like, Mexican League, that's not a bad card. Like, oh, I'm, ta- I'm talking about. I haven't got to that one yet. I was, I'm talking about the goal. Oh, the goal. It, the goal. I, it was. I thought oh, it was. A, it's a handball. Yeah. It was a handball. Yeah. Yeah. Because his hand is in a position. It's not. It's close to his body, but part of his hand is still exposed. And when the ball hits it, it you can see like the ball kind of ricochet like twice before it hits his chest. And so it hits some part of his hand, and that part of the hand is the lower extremity of his hand, which is considered a hand, right? And so then. For me, it was like that's when, like, when the goal happened, I was like, "That's a handball," and like, I was like, "Are they gonna call a handball?" And then me and Nubia were watching, and I was like, "They better call a handball." And I was like, "No, they're not gonna call a handball." And all of a sudden, like, VAR handball. I was like, "It's a handball, right?" Yeah, that's, I mean, that was. If it hadn't have gone in, like, they probably wouldn't have bothered. Um, no matter how it hits your hand, whether it's accidental or not, they're gonna review it if it if it results in a goal. Uh, so I think, yeah, they made they made the right call based on the you know 2021 MLS guidelines for a handball, which has changed like every other season. Um, I I would say it was definitely the right call. And yeah, it's a hard camera angle to see it actually touching his arm, but there's no other way that the ball just like trickles down to his foot and lands right there without touching his arm. Gotcha. All right, now let's go to the other one, which which I do agree with Rodrigo. That was that was beautiful take to say MLS yes, Libertadores no, where Reynoso does get a red card, Roja Directa. And I watched it enough times that it does man, it's so hard to think about intention, but it really doesn't look like it was his intent. Like it was just almost ended up there, but it's undeniable that it was that it happened. And I mean, and we talked about it before we started recording. Will it be uh, rescinded or not? I we all kind of agree. We doubt it'll be rescinded. Um, yeah, it's yeah. a tough what one. A, what a crappy way to go out, though. It's just like here's my. We should you should do a Twitter poll on the Minnesota mm-hmm. Football Show account. Ask him what was better, the one inch punch, mm-hmm. or the <laughs> or, or the ankle or the stomp. Step, or the ankle stomp. But which Argentinian? Which Argentinian did it better? Deserve the red card? The one inch punch, or the step on the ankle? Well, we'll the, the punch was definitely. <laughs> The punch <laughs> is my favorite. I mean, that's that's a whole different thing. Yeah, yeah. Like, there was, like, there, like, was just, there was much intent on that one. Is someone, <laughs> Mucho intento. <laughs> and someone can freeze frame in the in the in the video where like he's actually punching. I want to make that into a t-shirt. Nice. But so here's the here's the thing though. So okay, so they tie nil-nil, they get a point. Congratulations to everybody on Nord's poll that picked seven, which was not me. I screwed up and actually forgot my number. So I was out at five, but uh, I was thinking seven and did five. But anyway, what's what's really rough now is with all those na- names I previously mentioned out for international duty, Boxall, Raitala, Lud, uh, who else am I forgetting? Metanair, Rosales. 
Now, all of a sudden, Reynoso is out with a red card suspension for this Colorado game. They're in trouble. That is, that's rough. Yeah, I mean. Your entire game plan and your backup plan are gone. That is bad. Look, I, I hope that if ever Heath decides to go ahead and just park it and actually put the people out there in the formation to park it, he chooses a four-five-one, where you have five midfielders just sitting on sitting behind the the halfway line, and just one long forward that you're gonna just ping the balls out to him, make him run, and try to spread the field, and that's it. That, like, I tweeted out before this game. I said, if we, uh, to Andy to Andy Greeter said, if we tie this game, it would be a monumental win. That's Listeners, I, I want you guys to start keeping track of all the name dropping from Rodrigo because I've lost <laughs> track at this point. I mean, there's like every five minutes there's Andy a name Greener, dropping. It's Andy. pretty amazing. Yeah, but, it's pretty amazing. But it's it's true though. It's it's true that 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 uh that like if we walk out of this with a with a with a tie, I mean that's like that would be like a highlight game. Like look at this way. Yeah. Like look at it this way. Um, more than likely. The way he thinks, because we didn't talk about Adi and how like Adi is literally like the best, does the best impression of like an Argentinian slash Brazilian forward. Every time he falls to the ground and just asks for a PK, um, it's it's just one of those things. Like uh, I I have a feeling that Adi is going to be in the starting lineup, and Anu is going to come off the bench. And how in this game, in the game against Dallas, Anu got skipped over Adi? I it's just I just don't. I don't. I, I mean, don't believe he, that. Remember, he was given a chance and he did not score instantly. Therefore, he's on the bench. <laughs> nice, Bridget. Nice. Uh, Heath logic. Yeah. Um, this should be that, that's the, that the revolving door. You <laughs> hashtag Heath logic. Heath logic. Good stuff. Well, <laughs> but yeah, but just look at it. We have Metinier, so DJ Taylor probably will go there, right? Boxer will be out, so that means that Coleman will be in there, right? The bossy will still be there. Chase will still be there. Alonzo and Trap, right? Finley will still be there. Um, with Reynoso being suspended, I don't know. Do you put a Jacory Hayes? Is it Gregush back? You know? Then you still have Fragapani, and then you either have Onu or, uh, or Adi up atop. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's a mess. What else is new? I, I wanted to get to just the MLS really quick to, to wrap this section up because, as Bridget alluded to, once again, Austin FC did us a solid and and beat Salt Lake City 2-1, to one, again, giving us a, a nice cushion, a nice boost to help, and we did nothing with it. I mean, we got a point. Great. But it's not necessarily we, – we had two opportunities now, two opportunities now to uh, make a jump and then – you know, weren't able to do so, which is also kind of frustrating. Agreed. Yeah. All right. Well, that's a good place to uh, take a little break. Um, unless there's anything else there that you guys want to talk about. Montreal wins. Orlando wins. Vancouver. Oh, yeah. That's the other piece, too. Vancouver wins 3-0 against San Jose. <laughs> so now, all of a sudden, there's a new threat. <laughs> When we could have taken advantage of Austin helping us these two times, we yeah we're, we're, we we got to take a break. <laughs> Stick around. <laughs>
Hi, this is Lisa Watch, and no, you must be tuning because I am definitely not blessing your ears in this podcast. Anyways, back to the Minnesota football show. And welcome to the second half of the Minnesota football show, which will be uh, talking about international news as well as uh, the NWSL. And uh, to start us off, Eric, what do we have on top? Uh, let's let's go into the NWSL because I mean there were tidal waves and uh, earthquakes and I'm trying to think of all the disasters, just <laughs> ma- massive disasters, all kind of hitting at once, um, kind of revolving around a a piece from uh, from Meg Linehan uh, dealing with dealing with uh, Coach Paul Riley, and it's been out now for a few days. Um, we don't have to get into all the, the details because it's a very, very long article as we, as we were talking to here, um, offline, but it's really, really hard to read too about, um, sexual coercion, uh, abuse, um, the, the lack of action within the teams, within the league, um, I don't even know where to, it, it's, it's just so hard because it's, there's so much and it's so heavy. I, I think one of the things that really stuck with me after reading the whole piece was, I guess, A, how many people knew and B, how many, you know, that Morgan keeps getting referenced and it took me a second to realize that was Alex Morgan. Like Alex Morgan, like one of, at that time, like probably the most popular female soccer player, maybe in the world, definitely in the U.S., and she's using all of her power and all of her clout to, to, to help these women and get somebody to do something and nothing happened even with her yeah and i think um that's that's a big piece i mean a lot of these players who were taken advantage of are these names that you don't hear every day um i mean they're big names on their clubs you know who they are if you're following that club um but nothing like uh a megan rapino or an alex morgan and for for those players to say hey i will I mean, the national team players are kind of the untouchables in terms of the NWSL. I mean, no one's going to mess with them too much. They have, you know, international endorsements and all this stuff. They're not going to get embroiled too much in the um, the inside drama of a club. So to have one of them say, hey, I will put my name on this for you to make sure that, like, this allegation goes somewhere make sure that this investigation goes somewhere, add some credibility where, I mean, you shouldn't need that credibility when you report something like that, but it does go exactly. a long way. Um, and then to have her, I mean, throughout the article, it's talking about how so many people are saying, well, I knew nothing about it. We didn't know this was going on. This is horrifying, but we didn't know. We didn't know. We didn't know. And the commissioner, Lisa Baird, tweets out, I did not know. If I had known, I I would have done something. And Alex Morgan says, oh, F no. You knew. She posts yep. screenshots of the emails that she sent yep. to the Good commissioner, honor. to U.S. Soccer. Yep. You know, time stamps 2014, 2015, 2017. Said, no, you, you knew and you disregarded everything. Um, and it that's part of what made it national news as well. I mean, CBS News, MSNBC, they've all, they've all been covering this story because those big names got involved. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, been, it's been framed around essentially Alex Morgan and Rupino's 
uh, reaction tweets, um, which kind of forgets the people who are, you know, directly affected. These players, Sinead, um, Mana, Fairly. it's, yeah. Yep. Yep. Mana Shim, yeah. Um, and others, there's probably other names that oh, yeah, we'll, we'll learn about later. I mean, there's, there's plenty of anonymous reports that we've heard throughout, right. especially this year. I mean, we, we talked about the spirit last week um, with the verbal abuse by that coach. Um, and plenty of people said through that situation, like there's, there's a lot more, this isn't an isolated thing. It's not just one person. It's not just one club. It's not just one FO. This is like a nationwide thing and it's affected a lot of players. And, you know, we hear from Kaya McCullough saying that, you know, she's, she hears from other players who maybe can't, you know, speak publicly, whereas Kaya has kind of left her career behind and this is this is what she does she talks about about these issues um so having a few more voices to those issues goes a long way um at the same time if i mean it's getting national and international coverage because a couple of big names spoke up but it's going to be super easy for everyone to just forget about it once once that blast of news coverage goes away um, which is what happens every time there's an allegation. It's not the first time that the NWSL has dealt with controversy publicly. Um, same with the predecessor WSL, WPL, whatever they were called. Um, it's, it's going to continue. It's everywhere. There's, there's more than these three women who spoke, uh, to Meg openly in this article. Um, and it, I mean, culpability goes all the way up. U.S. soccer, up. FIFA, it's it's everyone and everywhere. And there's been fallout. I mean, this. Oh yeah. Oh, as the days have progressed and as as this bombshell has kind of right. reverberated throughout, um, Riley was was fired finally i mean it, it took all of this to get something to actually happen oh thanks for letting us know <laughs> yeah right exactly well, about a decade late but <laughs> here we go um lisa baird puts out this this statement oh i'm so shocked and disgusted and just like you said she gets called out so then like a day later she resigns <laughs> so the commissioner of nwsl is out the uh i believe general counsel is that the other one too like their top lawyer yep so she's she's out she as well cited, yeah she was cited in the article a couple times it was actually the owners who ousted the two of them mm -hmm. um essentially and then they handed in their resignations before you know any anything further could happen mm -hmm. um i also want to bring up the rampone situation the hall of fame christy rampone mm. was supposed to be inducted into the hall of fame yesterday um, which of course is in Frisco and that those events were happening around the Minnesota Dallas match yesterday. Mm -hmm. um, she was one of five or six induct inductees. She was the only woman on that list. She put out a statement saying that she's deferring her induction for another year until all of the women in the sport can actually celebrate the achievement properly. Wow. However, um, it may not have been, you know, a, an act in good faith of you know hey let's let's celebrate this all together next year she happens to be married to um holly christie the former 
the former Kansas blue sky. Hmm. Um, th- that coach, he was fired for cause recently. The same, we don't know what the cause was, but that's the same yeah. language used um, when the spirit fired their coach, fired for cause. Um, huh. he, he did get into trouble, I believe, a couple times because he was dating before they got married. They were dating. He was coaching and she was playing, I believe. Um, so there may, there may wow. be something more there. Um, there's quite a few people saying she's probably trying to dis- distance herself from the whole thing and not have yeah. her name in the news and therefore her husband's name in the news as all of this happens. Um, so it's, I mean, the, look at it like dominoes. I mean, Paul Riley was, right. was the big one in the first one, but this is going to have far-reaching implications. I, mean, I, I personally don't see how, like, unless there's, like, a major change in, like, policy and everything else, like, this league will continue to, like, that. I mean, the games were suspended this weekend, and yeah. I, being a Portland Thorns fan, like, you know, like, I was, like, holy holy yeah. shankies i was like what's going on and i was like it's like people knew and no one is and and then this is and, and just to give it an example how big this is right um we all knew about the body shaming that was going on to lindsey horan right yeah. and and when she was playing with psg and the fact that that coach was was the was it ben's titi right he's he's part of this whole thing as well too right i mean like to the point where like lindsey horan actually made a commercial where in it she talks about being body shamed uh, by a by a, like by a coach, right? And everyone at that point didn't really put two to two together, but now it's all coming into this whole thing. It's like yep. this is exactly and, what's been going on. And another thing someone brought up was the the age restriction, which we have talked about. The player right. who who had to sue in order to play as a minor um, in this league. Some people are now saying, and, and it makes sense, maybe that rule is in place because people knew these issues were going on. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, you tend to think, I know some friends who don't really follow women's soccer were said to me, like, well, these are, these are grown women. Like, it's not like, um, you know, you hear about this in college where, like, grooming is easier and you know you're you spend a lot of time together and what you know it's it's more common with with people who are underage or young there are so many players within this league who are in college or college age who are drafted out of college who are younger um who are i mean we see them as grown women but they're still going to be subject to all of this and i mean as a grown woman, I can attest it does not stop when you when you turn 18 or 21 or any of that. Um, so it it, it kind of shows maybe there was some some knowledge of some issues and they didn't want to take liability for anything that should happen to a minor in the care of these men as coaches. Um, Oof, that's okay. <laughs> That's another big yikes. Another thing was speaking to policy. Alex Morgan talks in that article about how prior to, I believe it was 2017, when they were looking at um, the collective bargaining agreement and looking at uh, the policies for the league, there was nothing in there about supporting 
and keeping players safe. That's right. It was not a single word about player yep. protection. It was all endorsements, uh, you know, league rules, um, roster rules, all of that. Unlike any other league where there's, you know, there's certain limits uh, in terms of like, like housing and all of that. I mean, we've talked mm -hmm. about the housing issue before yep. as well. Um, with national teams as well as NWSL. Um, but there was, Which, I mean, there was nothing in there that right. supported, they had nothing to fall back on. They couldn't say, hey, league, you are violating section whatever, page this. They had nothing to fall back on. And it took those players to say, hey, we need, like, we need an actual policy, like a workplace protection policy that... And now they've put it out, like just recently, yeah, NWSLPA is just yep. like, Enough's yep. enough. Which again, yeah. it sucks that it took this to get there, but right. at least now there's like a militant stance. They're just like, exactly. we are not doing this again. Yep. Yeah. Just oh, uh, burn it boy. all down, right? Exactly. Yeah. Speaking of I which, just... I'm sure I'm sure our friends at Burn It All Down will have. Uh... They already did. They, they oh, put they out did? a special. Okay. Yeah, it, it was yeah. just Shireen and uh, and Brenda, and it was. Oh, I'm gonna have to listen good. to that. And I think. Just... I mean, that's that's the tagline. Every Pino put one out that just said "burn it all down." I think it was Allie Krieger put one out as well. Yep. She's like, "We like, we have built this league together. We have made it like run. We make this thing work, and now we are watching the walls crumble around us because we built it on all of this BS and abuse yeah. and um, and power, uh, yep. ill placed." power um so now, yeah there's there's a lot of players who basically say burn the league down start over like make make a league run you know by the players uh right rather than you know having these men who own other teams say oh yeah right. let's have a win inside like and who I, cares I, and i agree i think it's time to you know like to to restart but like really take advantage and like it's been proven that the U.S. women national team is marketable. All their players are marketable. Start paying, start playing, playing with facilities, start protecting your players, right? Which should have been done since the initiation of the league. Mm -hmm. um, and, and, and start working on that, right? Start making, if you really want this to be the best league that you the keep, the, the NWC keep saying this is what the best league in the world, Put your money where your mouth is, right? Yeah, let's see yeah. that. Yeah. And and maybe, you know, to that point with the Rapinos and Heath and that generation as, as they retire and, and maybe take in some of those roles. I mean, maybe maybe that's where a lot of the change is going to start to happen when they actually have those kind of positions. And once, and once those players have retired and can maybe speak about some of the things that they experienced, because if this, if this is what's happening now in a more um conscious i guess we could say woke society although i i don't like that connotation here um but if this is what's happening now imagine 10 years ago right oh yeah um what yeah. were these players going through uh and now i mean they can't really talk about it cuz they're they're big uh national team players this is their job um it it could change their standing but 
hopefully um, we start to hear as these players retire and kind of move into those like leadership roles within soccer, we yep. start to hear um, maybe some more about what went wrong um, that right. would help like guide us forward and find mm -hmm. where we need those protections in place. Um, what were the true issues and what was uh, maybe kind of better differentiate between, you know, one douchebag of a guy versus a systemic issue. It's definitely both. I mean, the douchebags fit into the systemic issues. So I'm not saying yeah. it's just one guy. It's definitely every everyone contributes to this. Um, but you have to build your policies around that idea. Uh, and I think they'll be better able to do that once these players um, from that, that generation that really built this league uh, are able to you know, really stand up and speak out for themselves without uh, worrying about their their careers, their salary, all mm -hmm. of that. Yeah, that's my hope as well. That's that's my hope. Whew. Well, I'm sure there will be will be more. We'll continue to update as as this thing moves along because it's. I don't Every think I think it's far hours, from over. Something, yeah, something new pops up. Exactly, exactly. It's far <laughs> from over. Uh, but transitioning to internationals, but continuing with a um, with with women's team news on a positive side. Um, on, in the Brazilian Women's League, the, the Feminino, I can report that Corinthians are tricampeãs, so they, they won their, uh, their third championship now. So good on Corinthians and the Corinthians women's team for getting it done now uh, many times. They're, they're kind of the powerhouse, kind of leading the pack, so good stuff for them. Um, I put some WSL scores in here as well uh, in England. Chelsea over Man United convincingly 6-1. Aston Villa 1-0 over Brighton, uh, Tottenham over Reading, West Ham 4-0 over Leicester, and Arsenal women 5 over Man City. Um, I don't know. I, I, I caught a couple highlights, and I try to follow some of the, the former uh, NWSL women that are now over there, but I don't get to watch nearly as much as I would like to, um, but I try when I can. Um, any, any other comments there, or should we move to some champions? I just want to be able to watch Barca play and I'm trying to figure out a way to do that. Well, that's a good segue because the Barca women right now would definitely be the correct team to be watching because exactly. the Barca Barca men are, are, are in layers and layers of excrement at this point. It's like, <laughs> it's like the debt finally has caught up with them and now they're really into it. Absolutely. They, they need to burn it all down too. They really do. They really do. And in fact, I'll just start there. So they, they lost three nil to Benfica uh, on the on the Wednesday match. They are actually at the bottom of their table with zero points at this point in two matches, which is kind of unheard of. And you know, it like you said, they they kind of made their own bed, and this is this is the way things roll right now. Um, I think the other narrative there on the, in the Tuesday thing, the, it was the big match between PSG and Man City, and. PSG ended up winning pretty pretty good 2-0. Um, just, just, I think it's one of those things where I think Pep may have overthought things, but then, you know, Messi does messy things and gets his first, uh, this is his first, I think it was his first PSG goal. I think he had an assist in league play, but this is his first actual goal to kind of rub it in his old manager's face. Um, so, yeah, you know, if, if PSG are going to handle Man City like that, they, they've got to be the front runners for this entire cup i would imagine um bridget liverpool getting it done as well convincing win over porto 5-1 good stuff mm -hmm. 
I oh oh we got to talk about the sheriff thing because it's just a little wild. So FC Sheriff out of Moldova beat Real Madrid <laughs> two to one at the Berimbau in Madrid, which is like all these layers of just what is happening. Um, and and at first you think, oh, this is very very much like a David and Goliath thing. This this small team from who knows where in Moldova coming to one of the world powerhouses and taking them down. But it takes about five minutes of internet sleuthing to dig into the history of FC Sheriff and just see there's, again, as, as is the case, layers and layers of grime and really, really bad stuff. <laughs> um, it's almost, uh, MJ actually had a really good parallel. He said it's very, very similar to the, um, all the Red Bull teams throughout the world and however many there are now and just like the extreme capitalist sense of Red Bull buying and stacking all these teams. The only difference is instead of extreme capitalism, it was started with state socialism in the uh, communist party in Moldova. But we're talking drug running, we're talking arms running, we're talking like just lots and lots of under the table, illicit, illegal stuff to build up this team in the middle of nowhere where like the, the rest of the, uh, the land and the town around them is just like an abject poverty. And then there's just like these hundreds of millions of dollars flowing into this football team. It's, it's not great. It's all I'm going to say is it's not great. <laughs> you know, I always wanted um, the narco series to really dig into the, the laundering of money through soccer teams. And this would probably be a perfect series. to do that. It really would be. It really would be. Yeah. So for everybody that's like celebrating FC Sheriff, just be like, you know, five minutes and then bring it down. Tone it down <laughs> just a little bit. Tone it so down like, a bit. So like if you're beating the sheriff, if you're beating uh, uh, FC Sheriff, do you like start chanting, I shot the sheriff? I think I think it's mandatory. <laughs> Absolutely. It's like when you're beating them three nothing, I shot the sheriff. <laughs> Got to. Yeah. Um. I appreciated this one as well. Like PSG Man City, um, total value of, of just the the teams here. Um, which one's which? So PSG at 773.3 million, Man City at 759 million. I mean, these these together are, are more than the GDP of what? Most countries. I was going to say three quarters of the world's countries. Yeah. yeah. I mean, with all that money. Seriously, like we could we could stop hunger around the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's true. It's true. Oh boy, yeah. But anyway, I, I don't I don't feel like covering the rest of them. Everything else was pretty. Yeah. Pretty standard. The only thing Unless... I was upset about was the uh, that Momo uh, lost for nothing, and I was like, mm. this is a Peruvian player playing on the Momo uh, with Momo, but um, it's not working out too well. So. Um, I just keep assuming at some point, like Zlatan's gonna just pop out in his old jersey and be like, "No, it it, it is Matan Mimavimovic. I am the twin brother." <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would be great. <laughs> yeah. Let's do some Sulamericana Libertadores. Um, you've got uh, it, well, we had our semifinals again. So uh, Atlético Paranaense uh, beat Peñarol two 0 which sets up a, a full Brazil final there with Paranaense and, again, the aforementioned Red Bulls all over the place. This is Red Bull Braganchino. Um, so they're going to play in the final for Sulamericana. And then on the flip side of the coin, Libertadores, surprise, surprise, it's going to be another Brazil final. Um, I know. You had the two teams. You had Atlético Mineiro and Palmeiras 
um, playing in the semi and an away goal, which I, I, I know that's changing for UEFA. I can't remember. Rodrigo, remember doing it for Comet Bowl 2, getting rid of the away? I don't, I don't think so. They haven't adopted okay. it yet, but I would hope that they would because I really hate that. Because that's what this is. It was nil-nil going in, a 1-1 tie, but because they're in uh, Belo Horizonte, Palmeiras gets the win off the away goal. Like, like we can get into a whole conversation about this some other time, but I just think that I just never understood what the logic was of that, right? Yeah, yep. Right. Um, and we, which is wild too, because Atletico Mineiro right now are, are they're the number one team in Brasileiro, and they're really good. So there was a lot of frustration that just because of this rule, now they're out of it. Um, but then on the other side, you have the lone non. Brazilian team. Oh, I was I was so cheering for this Barcelona team. Of course, like of course. like I was uh, like because I found out that Cal Williams is actually calling one of these games, um, and I asked I him. I don't know how this dude gets this job. I mean, no, no, dis- <laughs> well, no, no, you know what? Disrespect, Cal. We we should be doing this. Rodrigo and I should have your job. Sorry. <laughs> I mean, Cal's a big. He's a big Boca Juniors fan, and he's a big Libertadores he, fan. So he like, follows and he, he he knows his stuff. He's not, you know. No, so he's not just enough. someone you trying to, trying to So like, he, yeah, I really he should, he should ha- we should be co-hosts at the very least. No. <laughs> I, I, mean, I, I just I, want I, some of those dollars. I know okay, he's dollars. Okay, that's fine. I mean, I don't have a problem with that. I, but like, I asked him, I was like, when like the, the, the final four were announced, I was like, who are all these? Are you, is, your, is your Cinderella team? And then I said, for me, it's Barcelona SC because I really want him to, to, to do it all. And he's like, yeah, for me too. And it's just a shame that they couldn't pull it off. But I mean, it's it's yeah. um, Flamengo is going to be hard no matter what. And they're yeah. already down two. They scored another two, so exactly. four nil aggregate. Yeah. But this this is the thing though. It's like these these whole things are kind of set up either with the Argentine side or the Brazilian side. And you got three fourths Brazilian teams in the semifinal. I mean, probabilities going to work. So so you're going to have a Flamengo yeah. Palmeiras final it's, there as well. It's quantity over quality. It seems like coming out of Brazil. Well, and, and so Justin says, uh, since we have all Brazilian finals in both competitions, yes, my question is who are the neutral to root for in each match? Who's more compelling? Um, if, if we go back to Sul-Americana, just considering what we've talked about, about the massive amounts of money and corruption. Would that be Bragatino? No. Well, that's the one I would root against oh, because okay. of all the money and the corruption. So I would still be going for, for Atletico Paranaense. Correct. Okay. Where are they and based then on? on um, they are in Paraná. They are in um, oof, what town now? Um, Curitiba, I think. I have to look. Okay. All right. Um, so. And then the other one, da, 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 we got uh, Flamengo and Palmeiras. That's a tough think, one. Well, Palmeiras is Bolsonaro's team. Let's remember that. Yeah, I know that. So because of that, I'll say Flamengo. Yeah. Well, didn't Flamengo <laughs> make it when, easy? Yeah. Who won it last year? Uh, Palmeiras won. So yeah, didn't so, they? Yeah, yeah. I'm so I'm gonna look. Flamengo all the way. That's what you want to do. Or 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 shootout, and then um yeah no. Or no, the, there'll be a shootout and going to PKs, and because it's in Brazil, someone yeah, in will bring a, Go ahead, sorry. Someone will bring in a drone. To distract the goalkeepers as PKs are being taken in the second round. Very good. And it'll be a controversial, and that'll be the end of that. Very good. There's the narrative right there. I love it. Yeah. So those are your two. Uh, Justin, thanks for, for uh, writing yeah, in. Yeah, thanks for go, the question, Justin. Yeah. Go for Please it. Let's go. 
Yeah, if you have any questions go. regarding some of these matches that we do talk about, let us know. We'll try to give us our, our our input, which have no value or weight in any of the soccer world except in our little world here. That's right. To that point, I would say we should set up a match between uh, Red Bull, Hegibuli, Bragoncino, and FC Sheriff and just like have buckets of money just flying <laughs> around the whole time. They're sliding through like $100 bills. and yeah. have, have have the voice of Scrooge McDuck narrate the whole, yeah, the whole game. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Huey, Louie and Dewey, Huey, Louie, and Dewey would be the center ref in the two ARs. Boom. Yep, yep. Uh, this week in racism is loaded with Europa. It's it's not just Europa League. It's this other uh, what the heck? what's what's the UECL Europa champion something? I can't remember. But Sparta Prague, who have been repeat offenders and Rangers, they did some racist stuff against Glenn Kamada and Rangers. Um, these all happened on the same day, so I won't spend a whole lot of time. But there there was just a lot. Um, so that was number one. Number two, Union Berlin uh, played a match against Maccabi Haifa from Israel. We can do a whole separate section on why Israel is even in UEFA in the first place. There's a lot of layers there. However, in this particular instance, um, a number of players were making the salute. I think everybody knows what I mean by the salute uh, against these these Jewish folks that were in there. Uh, Also, lots of anti-Semitic banner banter and uh and slurs it was not good it was not pretty they were caught on uh, on film in pictures and this is a club that i was i don't know i was trying to get into like bundesliga one because obviously i got fc st Pauli right. and a lot of folks were like oh yeah union berlin are like the the most radical version of that in uh in bundesliga and i was like oh okay i might flirt with the idea of picking them up and i kind of did for a little bit and uh you know what um relationship's over <laughs> we're done <laughs> you, you officially broke it up on air broken up well i'm not sure we were ever really together but it, you know it was it was oh, that okay. thing where like yeah we we, we were doing the uh the text you were in the forth. early you were on the you were on the second date and that's then right. you decided to break up over text. That's what you were. Yeah, yeah there, there was like a drunk text and a, and a weird Twitter thread that kind of came from nowhere. I'm like, whoa, what's this? <laughs> I think we're done. Yeah. Too much. Too much. And then, and then um, you said, it's not you, it's me. That's what you yes, <laughs> yes, that's right. So that's number two. Number three, we had uh, Legia Warsaw versus Leicester. And Leicester have been pretty consistent about uh, taking the knee and just showing solidarity with with uh, anti-racism. They've been that's just been part of their their game, which is great. Um, some kind of fashy Legia ultras knew this and decided they were going to maybe take advantage of it. So when they took their knee, I, I cut it off here in the notes, but it's pretty easy to go back and find. These are all from Fair, by the way. Shouts to Fair. Uh, everybody knows we've worked with Fair before. They're awesome. Um, but anyway, as Lester takes the knee, they rise up this Tifo, who's one of their like far right fashy Nazi leaders. So it looks like they're taking the knee and bowing to this right wing demagogue. Not great. Because of course they are. Not great. Yeah. Uh, and <laughs> it just keeps going, you guys. Here's number four. Okay, we're Again, these are all on the note, same right? day. These are the How same we end- day. Hey, I, uh, I think I, I might have a good note to end on. So. Okay, thank I'm you. I'm going to look to see if uh, Christian... The last one is, is Ferran Carlos and Betis. And this they directed it, uh, uh, the, the far-right Hungarian fascist supporters 
directed a, a little bit of a TIFO directly at FAIR, basically saying double standards instead of equality. This is not. And then in big caps, FAIR, like they're specifically singling out FAIR, just being assholes. So huh, I know it was a lot. I'm done. Um, Super Cup, Rodrigo, you heard about this, the Super Super Cup, Bridget. Apparently, Argentina and Italy are like not even talking to, to FIFA. They're just like, we should play a match. And they're like, yeah, let's do that. So you have you have basically Copa America winner and um, UEFA uh, Euro, Euros winner all of a sudden having this, this big match. And I'm sure hundreds of millions and billions of dollars thrown at right. it. This is now, that what the World Cup is anyways, right? It's just like a bunch of mini, like, mini cups all put together. It's, it's basically like the same idea as that Super League thing. But these countries are just like, you know what? Let's just, let's just play for let's our own trophies. Let's just... Well, I mean, and, and from, from that perspective, yeah, they're smart because I kind of want to watch that, don't you? I mean, yeah, I probably would watch it. I mean, I would watch it, but like I wouldn't pay to watch it. No, no, no. That's the thing, too. It's like, I mean, if you're going to have two countries that have, like, stronger ties, then, then and it would be these two, right? It, it, there's, there's, a, there's a great population of Italians in, mm-hmm. in, in Argentina, and we know Argentina is also... Yeah, so it's like, you know, you're not... In, that makes total sense, but at the same time, I was like, that's just it's, going too much. I mean, it's kind of like the International Champions Cup where they just tour around and, like, there's a trophy <laughs> at the end, but right. really, so it's just weird. an exhibition game. I've I've never understood that thing. Even I went to a, uh, the that, that double header way back in the yeah, day. And I was yeah. just like, "What's really happening I mean, it here?" Was, this it is was very fun strange. because it's not like it's not like you have. Uh, oh my god, not like you have Man City and and the Olympiacos uh, showing up here all the time. Like it was it was cool. Like that's the only time I'm ever going to see Olympiacos play in person. Yep. Uh, but at the same time, it's like uh, great. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks yeah. for coming by. I guess. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I mean, when when AC Milan came, that was fun for my kid because we were able to get all the signatures and all the other stuff. So, but yeah, yeah I mean, besides that, I mean, like whoop de doo, right? Whoop de doo. Uh, Bridget, do we have a. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, that's basically <laughs> what it is. I was going to ask for a Liverpool update. How are things going? Uh, draw two two. Okay, so not too so, bad. Liverpool still jumps up to first. So there you go. Yeah, and uh, Aberdeen Aberdeen lost to uh, Celtic, so two one. Mm. Christian Ramirez did play, but did not score. So, so I hope Bridget's Bridget's ending ending is a real positive one because so far it's, it's just been big well, down. Yeah, there. I brought it down. I apologize. Please, Bridget, save it's us. It's funny, but I mean, you already brought up Zlatan. So mm-hmm. I'm scrolling through Twitter here, and Pablo Moore from from DC says today's Zlatan's 40th birthday. And he brings back the story from when Satan was playing in L.A. Uh, when he looked at Perry Kitchen and referred to him as Kevin. Oh, that's right. The Kevin story. <laughs> I love that story. Oh, my God. <laughs> and, Ke- and Perry said, are you pointing to me? My name is Perry. It's right above my locker. Yes, you are Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> So I love that story. I'm just, I'm just sitting here giggling. So I figured that would be a that might be a oh Kevin yeah, like it, it's it, if you birthday. so maybe he'll pop out somewhere with the jersey and just like go score a goal and but, yeah and go back to wherever right. he's fighting out his yeah his character like I mean 
I wonder, I'm, I'm finally deep into Ted Lasso and I, I love it. It's spectacular. But I just think between like that show and like Cuervos and everything like that, there's, there's so many characters. I think you could just pull out of this Latan character yeah, right. and, and just build an entire series off of like, you know, you, you, you could pull a full team. You could pull 11 people. Yes. Out of, out of that one person, like all the multiple personalities. I mean, that's a show. Okay. Yeah. So, so I've, I've been, you know, like if you, when, once you get like a new iPhone or you upgrade or whatever, like you get one year free of Apple TV right mm-hmm. that's how mine, I do. that's why i'm in buddy yeah exactly mine expires in two days and now now i've decided that i'm gonna do it just because i was waiting for the whole ted lasso thing to come out and be like okay now i'm gonna watch be able to watch it because i want to see what the connection is between ted lasso and cuervo because it seems like there might be some overlapping of of, of these storylines but maybe but overall like i i still put cuervos above above anything else just because they have some of this the spinoff that they had about uh Oh, Sanchez, uh, the Ballad of yeah, Sanchez. That one was very good. I'll give you that. I, I'm, I finished season one. I'm about three or four episodes into two. And I'm sorry to say, I think Telasso's ahead. I think Telasso's winning. Well, that's good. I mean, you want I better. I haven't watched it yet. I'm, I was waiting for this season to end, and then I, I'll probably uh, just binge it all one weekend. Yep. I, I will give an honorable mention though to the one to the Sanchez. The ballad of Sanchez was was fun. Was very fun. All right. Well, that'll probably do it unless you guys have anything else. No, I'm ready to enjoy this fall day. Yeah, yeah. we're gonna go apple picking, so we're gonna do that right right about now. Uh, you thank you, make, listeners. You're gonna make wine out of cider. <laughs> that took me a second. I don't know how to respond to that. No, because those are different things. Can, can you just turn the cider into wine? That's right. Aren't you that type I, of holy Eric that can do that? I mean, you're holy, I, right? Well, yikes. That's no. Also, no. Uh, um, I think technically, by recipe and brew style, I think of the cider is a wine. Um, if I'm not mistaken, I'll have to go back and I've, look at that. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, so cider houses don't always qualify for the same like brewery license. Mm-hmm. But, like, for example, Surly and Sociable Cider Works like have totally different yep. licenses because right. cider the process makes them essentially a wine, yep. like a wine facility. Yep. Um, I I've never actually tried to make cider in itself i i think i have the recipe recipes rather and maybe the equipment i'm not sure but what i have done is i've made i think you've had it rodrigo did, did you have my applejack back in the day i think I so remember it's been such a long time yeah that stuff was powerful that i, I did the freeze uh distillation oh that's just, right yeah so you did because oh i said it out i set it outside and then what happens is like well i'm sure you know this bridget but like the water just separates from the alcohol yeah. And you just scrape all that stuff away and then let the concentrate, you know, go back to a liquid form. But then you go from like 7% alcohol doubled to like 14, 15 or even higher. I think I got it up to like 20 something by the time it was done. I don't know what, so, what I had, but like when I had it, like it was one of those where like you drink a cup and then you're like, you're fine for like two minutes. And then all of a sudden you kind of like melt into your seat and you're like, wow. Yep. <laughs> Our, our our mutual friend Luis, because he thought it was wine, he grabbed a wine glass and glug 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 glug. He's like, "Oh, this is good wine." And then just like Luis says, like, 
Yeah, yeah, very quiet. Like ten minutes later, just like you're like you just literally just melt into your seat, and you're yeah, just oh like you feel gravity pulling you down, and you're like when you're like I'm I'm fine. I'll have another one. Let me just stand up. Exactly. For a it's like it's like all I need yep. to do is move my exactly. hand to get some more. I don't have to move <laughs> just... anything else. Yep. Yeah. Gosh, yep. that was that was. So- so to that point, maybe I'll make some more Applejack. Yeah, maybe. And then <laughs> make sure that if I have some, I'll take the next day off because I'm going to need that to recover. <laughs> there you go. Maybe patrons, if you're interested, maybe that can be your next patron thing. We'll do some Applejack. Um, Patreon.com backslash MN football show. I've been putting up some snippets here and there. Um, yeah. If you want to support the show, that's the way to do it. Um, yeah, that's all we got. So. Rodrigo, Bridget, thank you as always. Listeners, yeah. thank you. And uh, hopefully we won't have such a heavy this week in racism next week and, and maybe a little lighter too with NWSL. We'll, we'll see how things go. It was, it was a wild ride this week. So thanks sure. everybody for sticking with us. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> ciao, see ciao. See you later. Bye.